0: Welcome to the 40 year old Bond Virgins Do David Lynch movies podcast. On this this meeting is being recorded.
1: Good lord.
2: Was it a loud one?
1: I feel like I heard two voices.
2: That was just the voice inside your mind. Hmm. <laughs> You're right.
1: Hmm. Not bad. Got a Onion stuck in my teeth. I, mean. <sighs>
2: mm, I keep doing very potatoey burps. The
1: a cheese and onion pasty. Is
2: that all? Oh, that and you've it. had a haircut. I had a haircut. Since I saw you.
1: Yeah, just did it. Looks good. Thanks, Matt. Sorry. Well, all this right. is a 40 year old bomb virgin's do David Lynch movies. <laughs> First time yes. I think I've introduced the podcast yeah. ever. Um, let's I get wish started. You told me
2: before, I had no idea. Oh,
1: we can okay. start again.
2: No. no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this week we're talking about Blue Velvet. We are. Nineteen eighty-six. Mm. It's an eighteen rating. Yeah. Right uh, rightfully so. Have I launched into this too early? Do we normally do Spooky Girl? Uh, we
1: do Stats.
2: Do we do Stats first and then Spooky Girl? That seems like a weird way round. Why do we do that?
1: Do we? I, I don't, don't know.
2: know. I can't remember. Right, do Stats let Let's have a
1: look. Podcast format. Opening, <laughs> opening music. I'm leaving all this <laughs> in. Oh, and then we do How Do You Watch It This Week and then Stats.
2: And then Spooky Girl.
1: Then Amazon review, then Spooky
2: yeah. Girl. Oh, okay, all right, fine. all right. <laughs> oh,
0: You're gonna have to a wait while. for Spooky Girl. Yeah. a while. Yeah, okay. that's, I'm yeah, excited. All right.
2: Lee, <laughs> so, how did you watch it this week? How did you watch it this week?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. Hmm. I uh, I watched it on a seven day free trial from MGM. Same. Then cancelled.
2: Same. And Jane did all right.
1: I did. Um, I did the same thing as June. I watched about ten minutes, but this time I realised it needed my full attention. Huh. That it was uh, very Lynchy, and decided I need to come back to it when I had more time. So I turned it off and watched it the following night. This is like two weeks ago now, so I'm a bit foggy on the actual movie, but I did make some notes. Okay. So we should be grand.
2: Yeah, we you did the same, we, so yeah. MGM free trial via Amazon Prime cancelled yeah. it. Um, yeah. uh, although there did look like there was going to be some other interesting content, but mm. I've got enough to watch at the moment. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm good. So, thanks, I started, MGM sponsors yeah, of the podcast. We
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> started watching it in bed on Sunday night, so Sunday mm-hmm. before last, that would have been. Okay. Um, and I was watching it on my iPad because I was using the laptop to make notes, and then I continued to watch it on the first of November. Don't know what day that would have been. Um, on the actual proper TV, and I was wearing a fake fringe that I was trying out. And I get a fake fringe, fringe. On, yeah. I wondered what it'd be like to have a fringe. And I
1: how do you form a fake fringe? You brush forward from the nope. back.
2: I actually bought a fake fringe. I'll put it back on for you if you want.
1: You bought a fake fringe?
2: Yeah, hold on. Let me get it. It's here.
1: Oh, my God.
2: There you go. What do you think?
1: That reminds me of when you got your haircut really short when we were kids.
2: Because I was the only 13-year-old in the world that went to the hairdressers and said, I want to look like this picture of Victoria Wood.
0: (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm not even lying no
2: <laughs> yeah. there you go looks good man thanks don't, don't get it done no 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 mm. one likes it but um but i don't think it's it quite good no. yeah so i wore this it looks whole time like I um it.
1: It looks like if mr Majika finally combed that sticky sticky up bit down yeah when you wear the glasses with it
2: um, the girls said I look like a character from Bob's Burgers.
1: Yeah, the kids, their daughter, yeah. Yeah.
2: So go. I don't really I'll, watch Bob's Burgers, but the boys do. <clears throat> I'll, um, I'll keep it on while we're doing this.
1: <laughs> okay. I'll wear one next time.
2: Okay. I'll send you this one.
1: <laughs> stats? Stats,
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's hear those stats, come on.
1: Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, 95%.
2: Uh-huh. Oh.
1: Amazon say yeah. 4.5, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But, they do. but uh. the Criterion Collection DVD is a 4.9, like The Elephant Man. Oh.
2: Uh.
1: I want to know what these Criterion Collection DVDs are doing. That's so goddamn good.
2: Well, I mean, you know, I went through a lot of reviews to find some for the review section. And mostly the duff reviews are about DVD wouldn't play. Crap DVD. Duh, duh, duh. So I'm guessing <laughs> the criterion these actually play. <laughs>
1: okay, fair enough. Uh, IMDb 7.7. 7.
2: I agree, I agree. If do you want to hear some reviews? I do. Okay, I've got three for you this week. Oh, okay. Uh, Jane Harrison, United Kingdom, 11th of April, 2015. She gave it three stars. She said, it's okay. Oh. John Clark, three stars. (laughs) So I've just realized Jane Harrison's title was three stars as well. I read that out thinking that was just the rating, but no, that was the title of her review. Oh, I
0: see. Um,
2: John Clark, three stars. The title is, it's not what I expected and rate this film. So this was a review from 2016. He says, it is not what I expected and I rate this film as okay, but my wife thinks two star is about all of its worth. Hmm. So quite succinct, those two.
0: Yeah.
2: Now we've got one from Melanie Cruz from the United States. It's back from 2006. One star. The title is unadvisable. She says,
0: Hmm.
2: I thought I was going to see something of Roy Orbison. It was only in the title of the name. I could not watch it when it became vulgar with offensive material. It is too bad to have a good story with great actors lowering its potentially good quality with such degrading vulgarity. There are better ways of getting this aspect of the story across with such depiction. Silly me. Hmm. I should have checked the rating. I assumed, that was in quotes, it was, sorry, I assumed it's safe as it would involve our beloved Roy Orbison. I was sadly and horribly, and horridly disappointed and cannot in conscience recommend it to anyone at any time by the way i destroyed the tape in good conscience what's your own eternal risk okay she didn't like it and that helpful she wasn't keen one star one star
1: very good reviews
2: thanks now
1: i am um... I went to pinch some trivia from uh, INDB. Yeah. And uh, while I was on there, I noticed there was a brand new review at the time, four days old, but I guess it's about 10 days old now. Uh, It caught my eye. So I'm going to read it out. It's from Paul Byrne, B-U-R-N-E.
2: Okay.
1: And and it says, I hope it's still up. You should have a look. But it says, uh, this is on the the INPD place. It's (laughs) about the movie. Uh, What a fantastic place this is, full of stunning girls from far as South Africa and as near as Newcastle. All beautiful, supermodel-looking, wow. The elves and spirits in offer are second to none, though they did not have Mandarin Napoleon, which is one of my favourite fireball shots. The cosy room downstairs is a real haven for a cold winter's night, and at only £5 in through the week, Where else are you going to get that value? It's cheaper than running your electric and gas at home. All drinks are reasonable as well. And I got one for Jasmine, a stunning dancer, and was only £6. But her company was worth far more than that. (laughs) What a lovely girl to chat to. And if you're so inclined, you can have a private dance for £20. Unbeatable price anywhere (laughs) in Europe. You can smoke, (laughs) but you have to go outside. And your drink is quite safe at reception and looked after by the staff. The doormen are polite and professional, so please respect this as you enter with the right ID and you'll glide right past reception. Have an enjoyable time. I did. Winky smiley face. What? I think Paul Byrne mistook the movie uh, Blue Velvet for a A, a Whorehouse Blue (laughs) Velvet.
2: Uh, hmm.
1: i hope it's still up because it uh really made me laugh
2: <laughs> nice find
1: <laughs> yeah are you looking for it no uh, but i should. will I i'll will. give it a thumbs up
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay spooky girl spooky girl um is this right? So the question I asked, what country is that guy trying to hashtag Elephant Man in?
1: That's what you asked. Yeah. Here we go.
0: As a ghost, I don't have access to the same information as I used to when I was alive. Oh. I can tell you that the hashtag hash #ElephantMan Man is often used to refer to the 1886 novel of the same name by Frederick Treves, which is set in London, England. So it's possible that the guy in your question is trying to hashtag the country that the novel is set in. But without more information, it's also possible that he's trying to hashtag something else entirely. For example, the hashtag man is sometimes used to refer to people with elephantiasis, a disease that causes the (laughs) the limbs and other parts of the body to swell. Or, it could be that he's simply using the hashtag because he likes elephants. Whatever the reason, I hope this helps.
2: (laughs) That was a well-rounded answer. What? Why? Why is Spooky Girl a ghost now? Did you do that to her?
1: Um, I always assumed she was a ghost. I guess she not a ghost.
2: I mean, maybe. But did you make her answer in that way, or did she tell you, or did she just tell us that she was a ghost from her own AI utterings?
1: I um. I asked her I always ask her to answer.
2: Yeah.
1: As a certain character. And this time I just put Ghost Girl. Ah uh... I must I don't I don't know what I normally put. I normally put make it dark and humorous.
2: Okay. Or something like that,
1: but this time I put Ghost Girl.
2: Okay. She'd really thought about that answer. She and, did. and like really gave it some. Subjectivity, like really, really did consider lots of different angles. Good on yeah. her. She's she's growing.
1: She's getting better, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of. Worrying.
2: So, how does this AI thing work? Like, so, like the fact that it's always self learning and getting better and better. Is this particular character getting better and better based on things that we're putting in? Like, no. I know that the, the thing as a whole is always doing that, but is there like mm. a little? Is there like a little spooky girl? script that we're reusing each time no
1: okay no although when i said um so it it just answers the best it can the words the question i put in it puts the most accurate answer it can from the words that's been put into it it doesn't really know what's being asked it just puts back the most common sentences strings that conversation together from what the words are that you've been put into the search thing um this time I put in answer's question as a ghost, spooky ghost girl. Mm-hmm. It's the first sentence which I cut out was, um, oh, so I'm a ghost now, am I? Oh. So I don't know if it does remember because I'm logged in from my Gmail account because you have to be logged in oh. for barred, Google Bard, oh. um, my previous question. So maybe she is out there somewhere.
2: Yeah.
1: Maybe we need to put her in a little robot body.
2: Yes, I think. Like Annabelle or the- something logical next step can we put mm. her in um a porcelain body and tattoo sure. her Get yeah a spooky tattooed porcelain girl absolutely all right okay <laughs> um right is that it do we just do film now
1: let's do the film
2: okay okay <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know yeah. what's wrong
2: okay um, when I was when we were talking about this film last podcast you said I don't even know what it's about like what is it about so I think it's like some kind of like crazy love story yeah Um, and although having now watched it and you having watched it it's dark and fucked up and grotesque I still kind of stand by the fact that it is a love story in its own weird way
1: i'd call it a a lust story
2: uh, see we'll, we'll, we'll get there all right right i'm pretty much reading off a script but um, okay i'll try and make it sound like i'm i'm free flowing right so the <laughs> film <laughs> i'm all out of sorts tonight it's the fringe that's
1: right that's what i did with june wasn't it <clears throat>
2: OK, right. So the film follows Jeffrey, and he is the same guy who played Paul in June. He always gets mm. really bland names, Jeffrey, mm. Paul. Um, so he returns to the seemingly sleepy lum- town of Lumberton, um, his childhood home. He's been away at college to help look after his dad's store while his dad's in hospital. Um, and Jeffrey finds a dismembered ear, and then becomes swept up in the town's more sinister undertones, and spends the rest of the film switching between this kind of like naive 1950s school sweetheart type romance with Sandy, and the depraved world of uh, sadomasochism with Frank and Dorothy, mm-hmm. and it's the alternation between these two different worlds, even though they're set in exactly the same location, that make this film feel like a nightmare all the way through. Yeah. Um, So his father drops to his knees, watering his beautiful bright red roses in his picture-perfect garden. And in the background, you've got, I was going to say the twee sounds of Roy Orbison, but now I'm not totally sure that every. Because not every song in the film was Roy Orbison, but anyway, um, in the background, and the camera camera focuses in, focusing and focuses in ever closer into the grass, and then focuses on these like crazy murderous ants that are like crawling mm-hmm. all over each other and like making some gnashy, gnashy noise. And that basically encapsulates the tone of the whole film. Like you've got this beautiful image on the top, but underneath it all, there's this. Nasty, n- nasty vibe happening.
1: Not only the film; I think that was like a, a view on the world at the time, and it? it's just like um, I think it's
2: a view of the world. Filthy all underground, the
1: time. yeah. Filthy underground, just trying to look nice on top. I really like that image; it was really good.
2: It was really cool. Mm. So, I reference here. So, there's a there's a film. Have you ever watched Room for Romeo Brass? No. Maybe we should do all the Shane Meadows films next. Anyway.
1: I well, don't know who Shane Meadows is.
2: Then even better. <laughs> There's this amazing film by Shane Meadows called Room for Romeo Brass. It's about like these two school kids. There must be like 10 or something. It's the school holidays and they're just knocking about being mates and they become friendly with this much older guy. And he never actually does anything like overly violent, but it just changes from this kind of like childhood. Like, you know, they're just knocking about in the fields and stuff. And then mm. and then they're caught up in this, like, nasty grown-up world. And it's got that same feeling of, like, the, there's a point to which you acknowledge that the world is kind of pretty on the surface, but actually underneath, this stuff is happening oh, okay. all the time.
1: But he's not banging the kids.
2: <coughs> he's not banging the kids, so let me just make that clear.
1: That's yeah. fantastic. Okay. Okay. I don't really get I'm not into That's those fantastic. kind of movies.
2: No, he's no, no, no. Or documentaries or no, whatever. No, it's it's. We'll save this for another time, but it's not <laughs> yeah. like that at all. It's amazing. There's, you should, That's a whole other podcast. The... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> Moving on. Uh... So, whilst Jeffrey and his part-time all-American girlfriend, of course, called Sandy, are having mm-hmm. their dinner dates and like speaking really earnestly at one another having deep conversations about their dreams Jurassic Um, Park woman yes Laura Dern who has a mouth like a Peanuts character when she Mm -hmm. cries her mouth does like an eternity symbol (laughs)
0: yeah
2: (laughs) um Frank and Dorothy meanwhile are embroiled in a relationship of sorts. So Frank has kidnapped her husband and her son, hence the year that was found. And he allows her brief calls with them if she plays her part in his fetish, which is basically him inhaling poppers, calling her mummy, and dry humping her after he's stared at a vagina for a few minutes. That's how I'm gonna do
0: yeah.
2: um yeah. so the twist to all of this is that she's kind of into it. Actually, mm-hmm. she gets off on the violence um, to such an extent that when she finds Jeffrey hiding in her cupboard because he's hooked on trying to find out what the year is all about, um, she seduces him. So it's a bit of a combination of some like more kind of romantic, placid moves, but there's also a few that she's learned from Frank as well. So it's it's clear that that it's it, it, it's a world that she does to some extent want to be part of. It's worth noting that Jeff uses Paul's whispery voice quite a lot. And sometimes he also says his thoughts out loud, just like Paul in June. He finds um, Dorothy's, like, some kind of weird briefcase under a cupboard or something, and he's reading out her documents, and and he's like, he's basically... is
1: it his fault, or is he reading it?
2: He wasn't reading it, but he was saying stuff that he could have thought. You didn't okay. need to say it.
1: Yeah, it's gotcha. Like,
2: oh, this is a
1: just for a the audience that
2: tells us this. Yeah, yeah. So later in the film, Jeff and Dorothy are picked up by Frank and his goons, and they're taken over to um to Ben's place. Ben in a nineteen sixty
1: eight being... Dodge Charger fastback.
2: Sure, sure. Um, ben <laughs> <laughs> in a car.
1: Such a cool um, <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> Uh
2: Ben is Al from Quantum League. Owl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and it's possibly was, a... What was
1: his deal in this movie?
2: So... Is he a pimp? I under- yes. So I think it's a brothel, this place. I think um, he is a brothel. The pimp. face paint? Just a thing.
1: It's gone for white face, like whiter than white Yeah. face. Although he's already it, white.
2: It works for uh, Boy George.
1: It does. But did you see when he was performing in this yeah. movie... And he had the lights on him. Did you see the white face literally ended around the face?
2: Yeah. So but that's his... what Boy George does as well.
1: Oh, does he? He's well, more, like, Boy um... George
2: does a black thing like this, so it makes his face look thinner.
1: He does a... like the old, um, I don't know what century, it's like the black Addery kind of era yeah, where they were yeah. painting their... the men were painting their faces, that kind yeah. of paint, wasn't it?
2: Maybe he had bubonic plague and he was trying to cover it up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could have been. Um,
2: that's right so Dorothy's family are being held captive in this brothel and she goes off to see them whilst the quantum leap guy starts lip syncing in a really croony way and and Frank ends up in tears with the beauty of it all
0: Hmm.
2: and then Frank and the goons um, take Jeff and Dorothy off to a sawmill where Frank gets kinky first of all with Dorothy and then he gets kinky with Jeff after he's smeared his face with lipstick
1: hmm sawmill yeah there's a sawmill in um <laughs> twin peaks
2: there is so the whole thing with like logs and mm. wood is a thing i did write that down like do we start counting <laughs> these things <Yeah. laughs> oh yeah. the lumberton well <laughs> twin peaks i think blue velvet inspired twin peaks
1: yeah, see that very much in this film, yeah.
2: So Jeff still does find time to take Sandy to a party and they earnestly declare love for one another whilst dancing. And when driving home from the party, they're pursued. but it's a red herring because actually it was Sandy's ex that's pursuing them in the car. And they're about to have a fight and it's sort of like an all-American fisticuffs kind of fight. Come on then, come on. Mm-hmm. And then Dorothy emerges beaten and naked from, from the bushes. Yeah and it's horrifying she looks like why do i feel like she looks like an alien from the simpsons does she look like mr burns when he's like when it's everyone got that, that kind an of alien. like
1: limp holding her arms a bit limp at the yeah. same time kind of like a jesus on the cross
2: kind of style yeah, stance kind of like it? crucifixed, yeah
1: yeah
2: um so sandy and jeff rush to help her But Sandy is actually distraught by the fact that Jeff and Dorothy seem to have some kind of relationship brewing. Mm. Um, But all is forgiven when Jeff tells Sandy to tell her dad everything that he's uncovered because... Or I haven't mentioned yet is that Sandy is the daughter of the local police sheriff and um, so mm-hmm. she's been helping Jeff with a lot of the detail of the case and Jeff has been able to identify that there is a police mole as part of Frank's crew so her dad then leads a raid and gets all the baddies and they all get well shut up and Dorothy Dorothy Jeff so Dorothy's in hospital Jeff goes off and hides in her cupboard and Frank um, who has other ways. So Frank's always been Frank in the film, but Jeff has also been keeping an eye on a character called the well dressed man, and it turns out Frank is the well dressed man. Mm. Frank comes in to find him, and Jeff, having grabbed a gun from the uh, from the police mole, shoots Frank right smack through the forehead. Yeah. That was a beautiful moment.
1: He does. He kind of tricks him by hiding the police radio in the other room and then hides in the same cupboard he was in when he was spying on them, doing whatever they were doing. Kind of...
2: Kinky stuff.
1: Kinky stuff. And um, he realises he's in the cupboard and as he swings... Does he actually get to swing the cupboard open? I think he does.
2: He does open the cupboard. He opens the door and
1: it's just like, bam, between the eyes. Pretty good shot.
2: No fucking around. And the last two scenes wrap up what I think is really key to the nightmare of the film, and that is the conflict between the lives that we are expected to have and the and the lives that a lot of these cutesy American and British films would suggest that we have, and then the underbelly of those intrusive thoughts that we all do have as humans mm-hmm. as well. So the fact that Dorothy seemed to enjoy her predicament, actually, and that kind of red pill, blue pill nature. Um, you know, do we really accept the reality of what life is we all live in these pretty little you look out of your window and there's nice neat rows of houses but fuck knows what goes on behind each of those doors because mm. actually s is, is an acceptable fetish it's yeah. not it's not as if and you know obviously there was violence in this film but but actually you know people doing poppers and doing whatever gets them off
1: yeah i think um Sorry, is that the end of... No,
2: I, got, well, I haven't quite finished, but you carry it. You yeah. go on.
1: I was just going to say, like, Jeff, uh, Agent Cooper in this movie, he, he starts off just, as you say, with the uh, all-American girlfriend, falls into this, um, these other two lives that are seriously the complete opposite of what what his life is, and he never knew existed, but he was strangely drawn to it. He lusted towards what seemingly the violence. He did end up hitting her, although he didn't want to.
0: Yeah. But she
1: liked it. Um and I think he pulled back just in time by the end to
2: yeah.
1: But it's just, yeah, I think he was on the edge of staying in that world.
2: Yeah. I quite like it. But you know, that world, that world.
1: It's still a world.
2: It's still a world, and, <laughs> and it was kind of exciting, and yeah. people were enjoying it. You know, it's,
1: mm. they were loving uh, it, especially they were the goons having a
2: great time. Yeah, <laughs> the girl at the sawmill dancing on the car was living yes! her best life.
1: <laughs> it's so terrible.
2: So the film ends with Jeff and Sandy's family all enjoying like a nice family time in their home and they're making food and the sun is shining and everyone's smiling and waving at each other. And, mm. um, you know, and I think it, it didn't feel real. It felt like there was no depth. There was no realness to it. Yeah. And they they look at a little Robin that's landed on the, on the windowsill, and it's like manically chewing on a massive beetle, Um, and they refer back to the dream that Sandy had had at the beginning about the robins will come. Mm-hmm. Um The robin, I read. People <laughs> what did you read? The, I
1: read some stuff about the Well, robin.
2: That it was mechanical, but it was possibly like a, um, a, a real dead robin. That yeah. So Lynch said... Robin.
1: Lynch said it was a real Robin,
2: yeah,
1: but has never commented any further.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, some of the crews say it was definitely a mechanical Robin. Yeah, and uh, the fan theory is that it was a dead Robin with a mechanical, mechanical,
2: yeah, I mean, It looked like <laughs> it, right? It looked <laughs> yeah, like a nice mashed-up Robin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, but it is like it makes. The bit that's meant to be nice, the homey, homey, food on the table, talking to all your family, it made that feel like the creepy thing. Yes. Like the real stuff was the nasty stuff. That's
1: the fake stuff, yeah.
2: And then it kind of ends.
1: Bit of the beginning and the end with the milkman driving past with like the slow wave as he's going past and just, you know, whatever, the kid running along bouncing a ball or whatever, it just looked completely fake. And it was meant yeah. to look completely fake. It's just yeah. everyone's living these fake lives. Or the
2: scary thing is like leading that's all they show blind people. life with nothing behind it. These mm. roles were expected to be expected to be, just like that, you know, whoever left that review earlier going on about how depraved it was. Well, no, that's that's what happens. That is life. Like you can't mm. need to be part of that. And the and so it ends with Dorothy sat in a park with her son and he's running towards her, she's reunited. She looks sad. Yeah. She looks really sad. The end. <laughs>
1: well, uh, I've got a couple of things then. So the, the film was a four-hour movie cut down to two hours.
2: Was it really?
1: Yeah. And <laughs> if you get the Blu-ray, it has an additional 50 minutes put back in. So <laughs> I may do one day. It's it's kind of depressing, but very enjoyable film. As a... It's kind of like you watch it on two planes, don't you? Just You're horrified at the darkness, but also I love going on that ride with Lynch into that kind of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned the car. I mentioned the Robin. I've also got that Frank Booth. Uh, the word fuck is used 56 times in the movie, <laughs> and 55 of them were Frank Booth. Yeah. <laughs> Just pretty good.
2: I think he swore in every sentence.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's that a bizarre role. Yes, very good.
2: Do you think he's? You've seen Sexy Beast, haven't you? Yeah. So is he more or less scary than, um, than... Ben Kingsley's character?
1: Um, I think less because these characters that Lynch makes just seem comedic, Nightmarish and comedic. Yeah, mm. like they. It, <clears throat> I've written it down for if I uh for my next section but i was the scripts these scripts are always so janky that they don't seem to they're not like um real conversations that people would have Mm -hmm. almost like a conversation to have in a dream or something like that just it's just like what the hell were they talking about kind of thing um so i would be more in fear of sexy beast guy
2: Interesting on the, on the conversation thing. The, the conversations that made the least sense were the ones that were meant to be the normal ones. It was mm. the ones where Jeffrey and Sandy were in the diner, kind of like yeah, having these very like declaring their love for each other or making plans. But it was all these really weird earnest statements, yeah, as opposed to actually feeling whatever it was they were feeling. Um, I and, uh... Stu said a similar thing to you about the about Frank versus. I forget his name actually in a uh, sex piece, but I thought there was the same kind of like complete inab- inability to to reason. There was no logic. It was just yeah. this is this it's is what you're doing.
1: My way, yeah. We're yeah. doing this. My way, that's it, yeah. All right. So you're more okay. you'd be more in fear of that. What's his name? Frank. Frank Booth. I
2: I I, I mean, I think I would be more. In fear, of Frank Booth, because uh, mostly because of the sex element. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> <enough>. I don't... <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I think sexy I B guy would just like <laughs> he wouldn't be interested in anything to do with me. Because,
1: yeah, I it, guess he's more business. Yeah, than the... sex... yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: I can't do <laughs> any deals for him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, uh, then I guess I've got to ask you. How yeah. many money pennies are you giving this? How many money pennies are
2: you going to this movie? I'm going to... Do you know, I hadn't actually thought about this. <laughs> I, <laughs> do I like it more than a razor head? I don't think I do. do I not, are we doing halves? No. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, oh, God, did I like June that much? Okay, I'm going to give it Four. Four
1: Money pennies, okay, that's why I'm giving it four money yeah. pennies. Four I like, um, money pennies. this is the first time Lynch has lynched since a razor head for me,
2: so it's He's... a double yes to lynch.
1: Yeah, I got, got
2: lynched. lynched.
1: Okay, I love seeing all the roaches underneath, just, just underneath the surface of the seemingly perfect town. Mm-hmm. I love the janky script stuff. I love the, the dream-like sequences
2: mm-hmm. and
1: just the bizarre scenes. It's fantastic. This is kind of what I wanted to watch. All these lynches.
0: Yeah, for
1: For. just to see if they're anything like um, Twin Peaks or Tweaks. Tweaks?
2: Do you know Bill's <laughs> watching Twin Peaks at the moment? I
1: know. Yeah, he's asked me to Hook him up with uh, Walk Through the Fire, whatever it's called, next time. Okay. Walk with me, um, fire. Walk with me. Mm.
2: So this notable song, so Blue Velvet is a clear contender because it's mm-hmm. used, but the Lynchier song is in Dreams. It's it's yeah, yeah. singing in Dreams with his face makeup and his lip syncing and his.
1: It reminds me of that song. I think the song is just the Twin Peaks song, but the one they sing at the bar. All the time when the the kids meet up at the bar,
2: it's I always the that. same
1: same band, same song singing all the time. Okay, you have to. I'll, I'll send you a link to it.
2: Ooh, do you? Is it more is is in dreams lynchier or less lynchy than um, in heaven? The lady in the radiator. Less. Oh no, you're right actually. I was going to go say, <laughs> well, right. Yeah. I didn't mean much convincing on that. I <laughs> no, You really thought? <laughs> A uh, Creepy silent dude.
1: Okay. I was thinking um, long curly hair guy. What have I put here? Curly hair guy that's been in other things. You know the one. He hooks up with the prostitute. The one that dances on the car. He's got like the big bug eyes. A skinny okay. guy, long hair. But he, uh, he's been in other stuff as that character, as The Quiet.
2: Was he in Goon?
1: Goon. Oh, he well,
2: he's been in other stuff as in other, other general stuff, not other Yeah, he's
1: always stuff. like a background guy. I don't think okay. I've ever seen him speak.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, I will yeah, go with buttons. that, but I didn't pick up on him. So I'm going to say he I can't place him any higher than people we already have on this list, which is Man in the Moon sting and john merrick okay would you agree with that
1: um i think he was more silent than john merrick but probably less creepy than the elephant man
2: <laughs> um silence so. is a key element to this so let's <laughs> he, was he more silent than sting
1: no well he was but sting is a uh, yeah was a creepier, more entertaining character than he was.
2: Sting had bug eyes as well.
1: Yeah, he did. Crack crack eyes.
2: Food references.
1: Oh, there was some. I didn't really watch. I mean, they sat around the dinner table a couple of times, didn't they?
2: Oh, they did, actually. Oh, what did they? Hmm. I'm sure they had waffles. Didn't he say good waffles?
1: Quite possibly. No, I didn't pick up on oh. that
2: i'm gonna say waffles i don't hmm. like that the color so i've accidentally used blue for blue velvet
0: yeah and
2: this does mean i have now got blue waffles which is <laughs> oh well unfortunate um okay how did it score oh best line i've captured why does the world have to be so bad
1: well i got hey you want to go for a ride no thanks. No thanks? What does that mean? I don't want to go. Go where? For a ride. A ride. That's a great idea.
2: <laughs> 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 but whatever. Um, we can do a combo. Put your one in there as well. Right, okay. But competing for top sport, it doesn't beat. So you, do you want mean? to add it
1: in or add it to this Add this it to one? That
2: blue one, Yeah. I'm happy for that to
1: be oh. I can't make a new
2: Can not make a there you go oh there you
1: go I'm, I'm happy yeah. for
2: that to be second
0: yeah okay
2: Ooh. we are <laughs> collaborating <laughs> um right let's use our checklist any chevron carpets
1: no maybe maybe in the whorehouse house the bit but
2: yeah oh yeah
1: I'd... Oh, I was more fixated on his face paint.
2: Seinfeld references?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> Soup? Soup? No.
2: Um, being locked out. Kind of, right? But...
1: There was a lot of locked doors. Yeah. Trying to get in and out of that apartment. Um.
2: Yeah. Didn't, no one was... No locked out of their trapped
1: outside of a house or anything Yeah.
2: Like um, a barren plant or tree no no doppelgangers and no model villages
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Oh, hate to see it
2: but there was a sawmill shall I write sawmill, sawmill yeah lost. but if
1: we've missed any other sawmills
2: I know then we're our
1: fans will be furious
2: yeah mm. all of them yeah. And here we are. So now we need a question for Spooky Girl. Yeah. Normally I think about that while you're talking, so can you talk for a minute?
1: Okay. Um quite looking forward to World at Heart. I have no idea what it's about at all. I'm guessing it's about cowboys. Like just living their best lives.
2: <laughs> it's a bit like um Brokeback Mountain?
0: Uh,
1: I was thinking more like Young Guns.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to go with... Right, Spooky Girl. How does MGM feel about (laughs) our blatant misuse of their free trial?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hope Wild at Heart isn't on MGM. Otherwise, I'm going to have to use another email address. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> oh, is it called Wild at Heart?
1: Oh, that's what I've got on our checklist.
2: Okay, because that is also an ITV drama series about a vet and his family who em- emigrate from Bristol to South Africa.
1: Yeah, that's it, yeah.
2: Yeah, let's make sure we watch the right one.
1: One that heart.
2: There we go.
1: Found it. Oh, shit. Nicolas Cage is in it. Yeah.
2: This awesome. is my boss's... One of my boss's favourite films.
1: Huh? okay.
2: God, and he uh, looked young.
1: Oh, yeah. I wasn't... Uh... Okay, I'm not there. Um,
2: if, you, if you image search Wild at Heart, it is a really nice combo of the film and the ITV series.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, Nicolas Cage, man. He's, him himself is just a roller coaster of good and bad movies, isn't it?
2: Have you watched the Nicolas Cage film where he is Nicolas Cage? Yeah, really yeah. You want to see that? No good?
1: Uh, it's okay, it's okay, it's um, yeah, it's quite funny, I suppose. He's done a movie called Pig, which is okay. quite good, you should check that out. And that new one that's coming up that we just shared the trailer for looks kind of awesome. I'm kind of looking forward to that, I can't remember what that one's called, but yeah, he's done some terrible movies, isn't he? So we'll have to see. Yeah, have you did you watch, uh, you did watch um, Community, but did you, <laughs> did you watch that Nicholas Cage one when he? where well, uh, Abed goes to Nicolas Cage class to discuss if Nicolas Cage is a good or a bad actor.
0: Yeah.
1: And the ODs on Nicolas Cage and becomes him for a while and has like a <laughs> breakdown. But all the other me- members of the community are talking about, is he a good or a bad actor? And um, one of them says, if I spent my whole life just screaming and in di- screaming at different levels, I might win an Oscar one day as well.
0: Okay, thoughts on Nicolas Cage? I think he's a genius. I mean, he keeps getting hired for some reason, and it's not because of his hair. I don't know. If I was in 70 films over 30 years, and I spent each one talking at random volumes, I might accidentally win an Oscar. I think our opinions about pop culture are fed to us by machines designed to criminalize human autonomy. Good
1: one. Dear God.
0: Stand by. Give him space. Nicholas Cage, good or bad? A challenge, certainly, but not insolvable, because all actors have distinct values, which I use to find answers. Abed, how much Nicholas Cage did you... Get? Enough! I watched enough to find the answers, because this, this is my reality, this is how I learned to be, and my being doesn't allow for Nicholas freaking Cage, okay? Yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh! 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 Oh. oh! I'm a cat! I'm a sexy cat! Ahmed! Oh. 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 Oh! 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 Think of something safe like Holly Hunter or Donchino! that
1: was brilliant uh, and I think that's quite true <laughs> uh, it's a very good episode you should watch
2: it okay all right noted I've just looked up carpets from the film Blue Velvet and none of them were Chevron Thank just God. wanted to do a double fat check yeah that. absolutely
1: all right well, that all was right. good it was um, see you later
2: <laughs> See you. Yeah. Cool, Go, man. Bye. Good
1: See you next time. Bye bye.
0: You can support the podcast by following us on social media. We are on twitter at bonds wearing a wig and instagram we are 40 year old bond virgins if you want to get in contact you can get us there or email us at 40 y o b v at gmail.com so hit me up one time spooky girls you yo